0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. They've been our presenting sponsor since the 1940s. And right now, it's almost Super Bowl time, and buying tickets can be extra complicated. It's a huge investment, and that's why our friends at SeatGeek are here to help. SeatGeek, committed to helping you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed with their revolutionary grading system and a team of ticket concierge experts that are a phone call away. With free advice, download the SeatGeek app today and get your tickets to see my Patriots take on the Falcons in Houston or check out their Super Bowl tracker on SeatGeek.com. I would say SeatGeek is going to be very valuable over these next few days because there are going to be tickets available for this game, it looks like. SeatGeek's your friend. Check them out. SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app. SeatGeek is your friend. Check them out. We're also brought to you by the Ringer NFL Show. Robert Mays, Kevin Clark, Danny Kelly. And new ringer edition, Mike Lombardi, doing Super Bowl podcasts all week. Subscribe right now on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, before we start, I was supposed to do a podcast with Tracy Morgan today, but it turns out I have severe strep throat. I think all the stress from the Patriots winning the fifth Super Bowl murdered my immune system. I don't know what happened. So we had to audible. We taped a white man can't jump podcast for our Sports Movie Hall of Fame series, which usually runs on Channel 33. We are running it here on the Bill Simmons podcast so you can get a taste of what you're missing if you haven't downloaded uh, any of the podcasts on the Channel 33 feed that we've done, or if you haven't subscribed. So check it out. This is me, Chris Ryan, and remember Brown breaking down White Men Can't Jump for the Sports Movie Hall of Fame series.
1: Hey, dude! Everybody, my name is Bill Simmons. I'm with Chris Ryan. Say hi, Chris. Hey, what's up? This is the fourth installment of the Sports Movie Hall of Fame, America's favorite new podcast of <laughs> 2017. We did Jerry Maguire. We did Moneyball. We did Any Given Sunday. Which one do you think got the fur the most feedback for the first three?
2: I think that Moneyball did.
1: Yeah, I still, it was weird. I still Moneyball. think we're,
2: we play really well with the Sloan Conference,
1: guys. <laughs> Today's White Men Can't Jump, a movie that I've had a very conflicted relationship with uh, over the last almost 25 years. Mm-hmm. I saw it in Worcester, Massachusetts with Jacko and Joe House, actually. Uh, Rosie Perez on a 50-foot screen was both delightful <laughs> and, and scarring emotionally. <laughs> She's the most polarizing figure of this movie. It's a great basketball movie I hadn't seen in a while. And I had the same reaction you did when I watched it um, a couple of days ago. Where you're watching the first 35 minutes and you go, wow, this is unbelievable. It's so good. Yeah. That first 35, 40 minutes with just the first 19 minute scene, then the second basketball scene, then the third one, really great. And then after that, really depends on Turns how into you a feel different about movie, yeah. can't jump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But let's talk about the first 35 minutes. Um, opening scene is I looked up after it was over it was 19 at the 19 minute mark already It's unbelievable
2: how long that is and you don't really you don't ever notice it. Right. I, I personally it moves don't so nice. It's and almost it's, like
1: a Broadway There's play.
2: three scenes within it. There's the first two on two scene with like with Wesley and the guy who gets his ankle who rolls his ankle yep. and then there's all the mama jokes and then Woody really comes into it with the three but the end of the two on two and then the three point shooting contest. So it's almost like a mini television show within that first 30 minutes.
1: Right. So the plot of We met of White Man Can't Jump, it's basically a playground basketball movie that morphs into uh Woody Harrison just repeatedly losing his money. Yeah. And yeah and And that becomes the pervasive part of the movie. But
2: I think that it doesn't feel, did it
1: feel that dated to
0: you?
2: I think some of the rhythms of the jokes felt dated. Like the idea of stopping everything to have like a circle of insulting each other, which is not altogether different than what happens in like a Judd Apatow movie where like a scene will stop so that Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen can just. It becomes a roast. Yeah. But um even with like the fashion and even although the fashion like a lot of the fashion has kind of come back into style That's true the basketball feels very uh real to me and very current like all the way the way that they play feels really real and i just think that the um i felt like it was a very the thing that jumped out at me about the rewatch was it is such a good la movie so good. It's like the side of LA you just don't ever see really. And like, it's dirty and people are living in these apartment buildings that are like pushed off of like, you know, the off the road and weird parts, probably Culver or whatever. I think Culver city comes up on this podcast a lot. There's
1: some Crenshaw. There was all kinds of stuff. We started. You can sit down with us. Come now. on in. Remember Brown joining us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it opens with Woody in Venice early in the morning with yeah. these guys singing, and it is like the cleanest, nicest version of Venice I've ever seen in my life. And if that Venice existed all the time, we would all be there every weekend. <laughs> I
2: know. Unfortunately, it is that. So, do you know much about like how realistic is like the culture around the courts out in Venice like that? Do you know much about that stuff?
1: I don't. I don't. But I would imagine it's not that realistic. I mean. That, it's not
2: the cage. It's not like the, no. New York, the New York courts or the Rucker or something, right? I mean, I'm I don't sure so. that I'm going to get roasted by West Coast basketball people right now. But like,
1: I've lived here for 14 years and I love basketball and I was on basketball shows that were on ESPN and nobody at any point ever said to me, did you get down to Venice yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. just never happened. But uh, it sets up with Wesley Snipes, who we'll get to later, mm-hmm. um, He's Sidney Dean, a lot of trash talking is yeah. Sidney Dean. I can't even really describe his basketball game, but Billy Hoyle ends up played by Woody Harrelson, ends up scamming him for $62 and yeah. that sets off this chain of events. But we go from that basketball game to then they team Snipes follows him home. They team up and then Snipes double crosses him. It's, it's all good. It's really nice beats. But I want to talk about that 19 minute scene for a second. The Yo Mama jokes. You seem like that. You feel like they were dated. Um, it's I just, thought they were fantastic. Still, after our like it almost like created the Yo Mama joke universe, yeah. Kadeem right? Kadeem
2: Hardison. The, the, now, we'll be referencing this a bunch, but in the, the, I think the first year of Greyland, Thomas Golianopoulos did an oral history of white man Kenjo, but Kadeem Hardison takes a lot of credit for like the explosion of Yo Mama jokes oh, after this movie. I mean, I, like a little bit. Yeah, they're I mean, like they're still funny. It's just like I think that we're used to a different kind. It's in a weird way. It predates. It's it's very much like that improv comedy that we're used to now, where it seems like everything is off the cuff. It's just that like I can't imagine ever being in a situation where people were like, "We're gonna stop everything that's going on for 25 minutes of sustained mother jokes." It's also funny, like what trips the the line, like your mother's an astronaut, and like that's the fight is like my mom ain't no astronaut. It's like I was just like that's not that insulting.
1: That is true. Yeah. I felt like this was like an early. There's a lot of these pre internet movies. Yeah. And this is definitely one of them. Like the way everybody kind of goes at each other is well, eventually it just would take place on a message board.
2: Yeah. And there's also, like in that first scene, there's some stuff about like, Sydney taking Michael Jordan to the hole like Michael Jordan came out to Venice right. to ball and like Sydney t- Sydney scored on him and right. I love that like pre internet mythology there was all sorts of stuff There's about no like to check it I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even sure if it happened but in Philly you'd always hear about like I heard Iverson came out yeah. I heard Iverson came by the courts and Just it was wearing shorts yeah exactly like yeah. Iverson came a mink yeah take it off. seriously yeah. yeah he was wearing a starter jacket and scored thirty three um, yeah
1: so at the time seeing this in 1992. Wesley Snipes, you knew him from New Jack City, basically, and he was Willie. He was Willie Maysays yeah. in Major League, which was a big movie back then. And then he was in New Jack City. He was in a couple of Spike Lee movies, but um, but there was still room to grow with Wesley Snipes. hadn't totally figured him out, and this is probably his best movie, I would say, just in terms of the Wesley Snipes the full scope of the Wesley personality. Yeah, I Everything guess... Everything likable and interesting and mysterious about him is all in this movie. It's
2: also his charisma on 100. In yes. New Jack City, it's his charisma on 100 evil in a charisma. dark and an evil yeah. way. And this is, like, the, the most important thing about con man movies is that you would... So you can see yourself being conned by that person, and Wesley, like to, to Ron Shelton, director, writer, director's credit, it's not like a straight con movie. It's like these guys who are hustling each other, but they eventually kind of, you know, team up and fall apart and come back together. But you can see yourself get seduced by somebody like Wesley Snipes and, and believing, like, I need to help this guy. Huge charisma, yeah, it, unbelievable. We're gonna talk
1: about. He did hold the black actor championship belt <laughs> for a couple years. When Rem comes in, we're going to talk about that. But so he's there. We he, he have a little background with him, but not not enough yet. Yeah. So still discovering him a tiny bit. And then Woody Harrison was basically Woody on Cheers, and that was it. It's still and
2: at a time when like the TV to movie jump know. is so hard for for guys. Right. Yeah.
1: It's like wow, Woody Harrelson's <clears throat> in that movie. That's weird. I only know him as Woody the bartender, and you know, for anybody young listening, to this Cheers was. One of the th- three biggest shows of the 80s and 90s and was just a massive, massive pop culture, everything. Yeah. And it was hard to break out of that. And, and he most was playing of the somebody haven't. on Cheers named Woody... Boyd. Right. And so I, think a, dumb, country and I think a lot
2: of people just like associated him with that role. Right. So even if he was going to break out of that, he talks about in that oral history, it was a hard time finding movie roles and he's yeah. like, maybe I'm just going to be on cheers forever. And this was a real, this is a role where he got to play somebody a little dirtier, a little bit more dark than Woody Boyd, but still had some of that like kind of dorky charisma that he has. Well, so on that cheers.
1: was one of my revelations was, He's fantastic in this movie. hes yeah. I would say this is, he's been in some good movies and had some good roles, and this is his best performance. And not just that, you know, we're researching on the internet some people who might have gotten this, mm-hmm. and like, Keanu Reeves was...
2: So Keanu was pretty close, it sounds like. It sounds like they wanted him, and that's a disaster. he just couldn't play basketball. And could've they were basketball. just like, there's nothing we can do about
1: this. That hasn't stopped a lot of other people from being cast in sports movies. Yeah, But yeah, he couldn't play I think you
2: can hide inability... You can do just stunt doubles in football, as we saw with the replacements. Probably, you, yeah. can it. you can do different stuff. and cut away Pitching, in baseball. You can hide sure, it. yeah. I don't even. Could Tim Prins, Robbins Jr. pitch? Summer
1: catch? No, yeah, Tim Robbins. Well, he alleges that he threw his arm out, but I don't think he can pitch. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Coster threw like one hundred and fifty thousand pitches, and for love of the game, and was fine. Yeah. His rotator cuff was, um, but, but yeah. So Denzel was in the mix for. The Sydney Dean part but I first didn't first, but want to second, share. It was just too it. big. Yeah, it was right. good. He wanted to do Malcolm X instead. So Wesley gets in there, but um, but Woody Harrelson not only a revelation, not only the best person who could have played that role, really, really good hoops player. Yes. Yeah, it's just no denying it. You watch his game, and it's like a little. There's a little like Zach Levine, Chase Budinger. Yeah, of.
2: <laughs> he's definitely he's got the he's a gunner, and it it, it feels like he's gunner, just but like,
1: with a nice handle, yeah. and a nice rhythm, and a little nice bit of a point forward.
2: Starts. Yeah, could guard bigger guys. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. you could, you could slide up or slide down.
1: <laughs> that was one of the flaws in the movie. Is as they keep playing these different teams that they're trying to hustle, and then they go into the two on two tournament, and they could just Woody Harrelson can guard guys of all sizes, yeah. and he's like. Draymond Green. What?
2: How tall is Wesley Snipes? I
1: I mean five nine, five ten.
2: Because he's doing some pretty incredible, like leaping out of the sky to block well, guys. He
1: dunks at one point, which you know, if if there if you create a scale of most improbable dunks, and Ed Norton in American History X, yeah. the reverse two handers at the very, very, very top. Yeah, Snipes just <laughs> casually. <laughs> Snipes just casually yeah. goes flying in for a dunk here in one of the pickup games. They also shot yeah, the it... a nice little camera angle shooting up at him, yeah.
2: They shot it, a couple of these scenes, they shoot it at a different frame speed so that... Um, they basically like it does slow mo in a really nice way. Yeah. And there's a Wesley Snipes 360 layup that would not ever work in any competitive no. basketball game in America. No. no 360 layup has ever gotten off on a playground where anybody was trying to defend it.
1: There's another one where the guy is going in for the layup and turns around to look at <laughs> yeah Bill, Woody Harrelson and then does this crazy flip. Yeah. And it happened. There's a lot of slow motion yeah. to. But that being said, the basket
2: there's very. I think this Hoosiers. I I think it's the best basketball, like in terms of like you're right there with screens being set. You can feel guys like popping open.
1: But I mean, we'll get to it later. But they they fuck up the last scene, the last big basketball scene
2: at the tournament, or the last last one, the
1: last one. Okay, um, too much slow motion. And here's my biggest nitpick with this movie is the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack I can't but if you listen to the soundtrack for that last game first of all where's the hip hop how are there not like two so I think rap that, songs or I think hip-hop it, songs in this movie? Part it's like of it is like the 92. 92.
2: Part of it is that hip-hop's still breaking into the mainstream. So that, could have slid in like, I feel like it's like somebody. a funkier version of the Midnight Run soundtrack. and in that, so, That's I just feel exactly like, what it is. Yeah. You're right. And it's, so it's like that Danny Elfman like... <laughs> <laughs> bow, bow, bow. And it's, it works for what it is.
1: I actually kind I of know. enjoy it. I would have loved to have just thrown in... Because if they have like
2: a black sheep song in there, it's it would be great. Like I would, if there was like a a choices yours like scene in this in this movie, that would be amazing. I don't even know if that's a ninety two song or if it's a little bit later, but like it just would have been incredible. Well, one of the reasons I love above the rim,
1: one of many, is is they just casually sneak in big pimpin. Yes, by snooping the dog pound (laughs) for like two minutes at one point. But it it kind that song belongs to that specific era, Uh and there is a really nice ninety one to ninety two hip-hop slash rap era, there's like a couple songs they could have just pulled out. Yeah, like, Give me like the perfect basketball song from late 91. And you could have <sighs> gone super early Tupac at that point. Yeah, I mean, you could have had something you like... Somebody you could have had Moscow's. like Scenario playing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. Or even like if they had done PM Dawn, I wouldn't have been upset. <laughs> I don't think
2: those guys would have been listening <laughs> to PM Dawn. <laughs> I don't think the guys in Wembley can jump that from PM So Dawn. with his
1: game, we would compare him to little Zach Levine,
2: short Dirk,
1: <laughs> short Dirk. There's a lot
2: of elbows. There's a lot of contact. There's a lot of like, fades. Oh, yeah. I got it.
1: Marco Bellinelli. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. little man, an Euro- European. It's game. very, it's, yeah. pre- it's pre-European. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Hoyle, so yeah, really like Guillermo. Hoyle. And so he
2: has this story where he was playing college ball, and he had been paid to take uh, to throw a game by some Shaky gangsters, story. the Studi yeah. Brothers. I, I can't
1: imagine it. how much money he lost them. That you just had two guys with a bad haircut well, trying to kill you for a whole movie. The vig was running. Oh, the, oh I didn't realize
2: <laughs> the vig was running. I, in every movie in which somebody owes a gangster money, the vig is outrageous. It's uh, like there's like this insane interest rate. I, I mean, I, I understand that's how the mafia works, but. Um, that's, that's one of uh, several plot lines that you're like, wow, this, this movie really turns into these other plot lines after a certain point. The biggest we're going to get to, I'm sure, being Rosie Perez's Jeopardy run.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that later on. There's, there's a couple things that happen in those first 25 minutes. One is that, did we reach Pete Kadeem Hardison?
2: Yeah, I, I well, I think first season Different World is pretty incredible, but
1: this might be... Let's set it up. That was like his Michael Jordan in the 80s <laughs> yeah. run. And then That's this him was at UNC. Like, <laughs> this, was his, this is the 3 P
2: <laughs> Different World is Kadeem Hardison at, at
1: UNC. Uh, I think he laid the groundwork for at least three careers of three Wayne brothers. Yeah. So I'm not sure which three. But- also
2: has an... Inc- my favorite Kadeem Hardison line, "White man can't jump, is definitely when he... Okay, this is a larger point I need to make. I... I can't believe inflation now where like the amount of effort these guys are putting into like 60 bucks oh, is it's, it's mind like $5, blowing.
1: 000. But it's yeah. like
2: in the movie when he's just like, can I borrow $20 from Canadian Hardison? He's like, I can't give them money. He's like, we'll go to Sizzler. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, go to Sizzler after I remember thinking like, damn, Sizzler must be awesome. I, know, <laughs>
1: like, I was <laughs> upset. We didn't have a Sizzler near us at college. Yeah. That led to his greatest land, which was the, we go and, we go and Sizzler. Sizzler. But yeah, so the, and the Umama jokes, couple of them are funny. I played that scene for my son who Daddy has play. been rattling off your mama jokes uh, that he's been finding on YouTube for three years. And he was mildly impressed by a couple.
2: I feel like your mom, like the th- mama jokes are really, were like such a line. I mean, it gets, it gets shown in this movie, but like for something that was such a competitive and group act, like nothing pissed people off, like making fun of each other's mothers. Right. So people would like really get pissed off, like really fast when that yeah. would happen. I remember a couple of fights. I went to a Quaker school and there were still fights in school over that.
1: Well, you know, the other thing with YouTube, I think that whole scene just goes on YouTube and then people wouldn't yeah. have thought as, as uh, inclined to watch the movie. But back then it was like the movie just moves in these different pieces. Rosie Perez comes in who. She'd been in a Spike Lee movie. She was in Do the Right Thing. And then I think she was in one other one, but another one that we hadn't totally discovered yet. One of the most polarizing sports movie characters of all time. Rosie? Yeah. Yeah. I even rewatching, and I am not a big Rosie Perez fan, um, by about the hour 15 mark, it's just tough. The voice is tough and. Just, Billy what's wrong so, like it's just I know you feel this the is a gener- opposite. is
2: either a generational difference or like because I think it matters maybe when you, you see- just like
1: Rosie Perez
2: I do like Rosie Perez you do like yes her. uh she's she she was great and do the right thing and she was amazing in white man can't jump and I think it's like when I saw this movie, I was uh, j- just like on the edge of puberty. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm just she getting... sent you through. Well, I think so. She gave me the shove I she needed. didn't treat <laughs> was like that for me. Yeah. But I was just like, <laughs> I thought that that was also for me when I saw this movie, I remember being like, so this is what relationships are like. Like when you get a girlfriend, this is like Billy Hoyle you keep and Gloria money and she keeps is, or just screaming at each other and having sex. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. That sounds like that's what, so that's what adulthood is going to be And it turned right. out
1: it's just screaming at each <laughs> yeah, other <that's> right. <laughs> and there's, there's no sex.
2: Um, yeah. So I really enjoy her in this movie. And then I think the cool thing about Wait, this, can
1: you hold on to Rosie's uh, yeah, sure. thing for a second? We, sometimes we like to do fake basketball stats or fake stats for characters. Okay. Witty Harrelson to me, this is like a Durant performance. It, this is like a Durant at Golden State performance. Very efficient. 13 for 18. <laughs> yeah. 12 rebounds. Yeah. No turnovers. Just phenomenal. Rosie is, it's like she's Jamal Crawford, but it's Jamal Crawford when Chris Paul and JJ Redick are hurt. And it's like oh, 36. Okay, we play Jamal shots. Crawford 45 yeah. minutes. And it's, oh, you man. get a
2: lead pass alert. It's like Jamal Crawford <laughs> is going <laughs> for 50 points. He's You're taking like, 50 field goals.
1: Hell? Rosie, I think, in a movie like this is is meant to come off the bench and carry a couple scenes, maybe hit one four-point play, which would be either one of her nude scenes that she has in this, and then... But but I just don't need her for forty five minutes. I think they it should have been more of like a male bonding buddy buddy. It's like it's basically a buddy buddy cop movie with basketball, right? It
2: depends on how you look at it because for me this movie is basically like the Sting meets Bull Durham, you know. And I, I do think that it's obviously a great sports film and it has just some of but
1: like in Bull Durham, Sarandon. Like to me, but Crash Davis disappears for like thirty minutes. Serena's great in that movie, and she's the co-lead. I think the leads to me in this movie are Snipes and Woody, and that's certainly Press should have come in a couple times, but not dominated.
2: I I guess I just appreciate the it's unique in that, right? It's unique in that, like the story goes on off the field kind of thing, and that's like in sports movies. The
1: I like when we disagree.
2: Yeah, no, and I'm just I I just think that this movie is a very like divisive last forty minutes because it's pretty dark and. Also, he doesn't get the girl, and there's and, no basketball, and there's like just like a real 25 minute long Jeopardy scene,
1: and a lot of unanswered questions. Like, so they play this one game. Oh, no, they played against this guy who stole who basically snookered them out of money, but yeah. then they go back and he's like, If you hit this half court shot, hook shot, um, I'm a guard on the lot where Jeopardy is, and Snipes is like, He'll get you in, He'll, right. I'm positive that's not how Jeopardy works. To get <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's Although like it was 92. The security Who knows? guard who's yeah. playing basketball and hustling for money all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's got another Jeopardy contestant to get in here. So she gets in and She wins. But back then in Jeopardy, you you just kept winning until you lost. Yeah. So she's only. On but she one has show. like
2: a whole thing where she's like, I'm gonna go on Tournament Champions. Like there's like an annual thing. Like I she, wanted,
1: but this is the one time I wanted more Rosie Perez. Yeah. I want to know how she. How many times did she win? <laughs> we don't. We have to. We should have had a sequel that's just
2: all about Gloria
1: going through <laughs> Jeopardy. Gloria, did she win six times? Yeah. The Tournament Champions. And she was also
2: going to become a daytime soap opera actress. That's that's what her dream is when she's out there.
1: A lot of Alex Trebek. Hmm. Probably a tiny bit too much. It's a strange... Oh, Rem's almost ready again, and I can I'm see. Ready. Oh, are you ready? Come yeah. on in.
0: Quick break to talk about Indochino. Every man looks better in a suit. So why get one of those generic off-the-rack ones? You should try Indochino. It's one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands. Let them help you find great-fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Here's how it works. Visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine... North American showrooms. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose customizations. Submit your body measurements. Then kick back. Relax. And get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. This week, my listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at Indochino.com. As long as you enter BS at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made to measure premium suit plus shipping is free and your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back that's indochino.com promo code bs i n d o c h i n o.com promo code bs back to the podcast
2: so you you know you, you asked a couple of minutes ago I, we can keep talking about rosie but i remember the thing about this for me and uh, was that it's 92 and uh, like I'm in school in Philly, and hip and, and um, hip hop is just starting to like, kind of really go mainstream. I'd probably been listening to it since definitely since uh, Raising Hell, but Run DMC. But it starts to get, like, bigger and bigger in 88 in my mind, and it just becomes this music that I'm the obsessed beasties. with. Beastie Boys yeah. are big, but that's actually a good point. So, like, Native Tongues, Trap Called Quest, De La Soul is all happening. Public Enemy is happening. De La
1: Soul could have been in this movie. Yeah,
2: I mean, like, it's a very Native Tongues movie to me, but one of the things that was so meaningful about this movie to me was that, like, obviously, like... There was this collision of black culture with like the white mainstream that was like at once lucrative for hip-hop, but on the other hand, like, you know, it had a lot of uh, inherent issues. And this movie kind of confronted those head- on. Like it's about race in a way that is actually pretty honest and confrontational and, and and funny. And it's like one of the last times where you almost like were like watching a movie about race and laughing. Right. <laughs> you know like...
1: this is remember Brown joining us. This I agree. is Monica. Good
3: it's, it's it's better, like it's it handles race without like being heavy handed about it, yeah. and it's why it's better than every movie that is like trying to be about race in the past twenty years. Like that is
1: like it's embarrassing. Yeah, you know? it's
2: almost innocent when you go back and look at it, and you're just like, these are just like all the problems in the world are going to get worked out on this Venice Beach pickup game.
1: Well, there's another part, and this was the era of the of Bird being the best player in basketball but also being white and the Celtics being the white team and the Lakers being the black team and all that stuff and it trickled into a couple other movies like the Spike Lee thing but it also trickled in when you played like when I would play if I ever played in a a thing where you know we were the minority of the white guys they would call us like Liam Beer they would call us like these derisive white guy player names and so it was always this undercurrent Friendly, though, it was just part of the basketball. Yeah, thing. It's trash And I talk. love that yeah. white man can't jump, tapped into that. I don't think people do that anymore. I actually really, play basketball, people like, Hey, like, Hey, come on, lamb beer. A like, couple of things
2: <laughs> ruined my basketball abilities. Like, for, for one thing, not going left, being able to go left, yeah, that was being always... short, slow, and having no vertical jump. But one of the things yeah. was. People calling me Mullen when I was on the court wow, and mistaking it that I thought like, well, I guess I'm just a knockdown shooter, so right. I would just shoot every time. And people were just like, "Stop picking me." Disappointed. Yeah, they're like, "I thought you I thought you were Mullen," and I'm like, "I didn't say I was Mullen. You, you said I was you Mullen. Said, you anointed me, Mullen.
1: Yeah, I never said I was Mullen." Another '80s basketball thing in this movie is Raymond, who's the funniest character in the movie. The Raymond scene is one of the great sports yeah. movies. Raymond scenes. going back to the car for his other gun. It's amazing. <laughs> tries to commit a liquor <laughs> store robbery. He gets. He has a. Now you're confused. No, he's a he's like, straight oh, man, razor. God, I'm shooting everybody. <laughs> he's straight but razor. He's played by Marcus Johnson, who in the late 70s was Milwaukee's best player. Milwaukee almost made the finals with him as his best player. Going back further, was UCLA's best player. Got traded to the Clippers. Like He was a real guy. What I was, was
2: it like? What were the Clippers like back then when he was well, on the
1: Clippers? Well, when he got hurt when he was on the Clippers. Okay. But it was, he was San Diego first. But Clippers curse. I would compare him to like, a better Paul Millsap. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Like, he was... Can you imagine
2: Paul Millsap, like, walking around with a straight racer? Right. <laughs> that- so, Marcus Johnson was really
1: good, and then to see him in this movie, it's like... It would be like if Bernard King had played Raymond. Same yeah. like yeah. he was like at that level. It's like, oh my god, that's Marcus Johnson, and he has this killer scene in this. Yeah, movie. we're talking
3: about your mama jokes. earlier yeah. And if you ever want to just like rattle someone in 2017, can you imagine? Just like th- hit them with like a mama joke. Like no one knows what to do with themselves It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like no I've done tri- it in the past it two would weeks. Be like
2: of like a, a one of those fights where like immediately the people who are fighting start crying because yeah. like it's too emotional. Yeah. Like it's just you ever see like a bar fight and then you look and the dude who like either start, like the guy who started the bar fight is crying. <laughs> and you're
1: like, well, you okay, man? Like, <laughs> Well, my son still throws out mama jokes. Rem, where do you stand on Rosie Perez? I love Rosie Perez. Okay, in this movie, not too much? I thought her usage rate was too high. No, I mean, I, you know. I, you, was I, perfect I, I, I don't need to tell the same puberty story twice.
3: It's already happened once. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, Rosie Perez is like a... A, a formative. A formative figure, person. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Th- thank you, White Man Can Jump. Thank you, Spike Lee. Thank yeah. you. Um, I also think... This movie has, like, I, I I don't know if you've already covered this, but I'm going to get this line wrong, but it's a Sidney it's a Dean quote where he, I think he's like, um, just because you put a cat in the oven, don't make it a biscuit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love There's a lot that. of, like, very poetic trash talk where it's just like... You know, like Ed, it's hard, goddamn work. Some this, like, it's this. Can you imagine yeah. somebody trying to set something like that up? And it's just like, <laughs> and pick up yeah, there, and yeah. Like, and just just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you know, like. Uh, I don't mean to brag, but i the greatest. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> um, but hey, there,
1: speaking of Sydney, yeah, it's unclear how he made money. Because at one point he mentions, the, or maybe the wife mentions, or he mentions it to her, he's got the roof thing, the cable thing. In the paint thing, and he's got basketball. Yeah, yeah. So apparently that's how he was odd making jobs. his money at the time. And, and, an and basketball looks
2: like a four dollar an hour job,
1: but how because when you're out you- there on
2: the court, if you make. 50 bucks in a game and are you splitting Plitting that it. among five guys or but three how many, guys?
1: How many hustling opportunities do you have? In well, this LA is the basketball. thing is that There's when like I watched this courts. game
2: I thought like my two my two thoughts coming out of the late 80s and the early 90s were that the two most attractive jobs in the world were pickup basketball hustler yes. and minor league baseball catcher. Thank you Ron Shelton. <laughs> That's definitely why I was like I I just want to be a 40 year old catcher in Durham North Carolina and be like with Susan Sarandon. That mm-hmm. looks like an awesome life.
3: So I imagine how messed up my reality was because I saw this movie really early and then went straight into idolizing and one mixtape.
0: So yeah. I literally was like the
3: only job I, I've ever wanted if I want to be a successful man in this world <laughs> yeah. is be a, a pickup basketball player. I know. Like the only difference is like, like and one Have is Have you indoors. ever tried to
2: hustle someone at pick up basketball? Tennis. Pe- you have to. I've like absolutely
3: hustled. like. I've like gone out. And I've like t- never in my life and been like, able to and like I've had some
2: people in pool. I, I, I've, I've have you people. really? It's yeah. like how? Like so, you pretend to be bad and then play well. Pretend, yeah, you miss a couple, and then I've had
3: people well, pay for money, and then you. I've like, I've like, I've like, I've, I've like been like, I, I had a friend who would like pick me as like a doubles partner, and would I was you, just like, you start
2: like, stretching, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> was just like I like didn't have.
3: Give him the jump,
1: man. But non basketball, non basketball. So, so oh good. Sydney throws the game. Are we okay with that decision when he double Billy Hoyle took sixty two dollars off him and he double crosses him for seventeen hundred? It seemed excessive, is my point.
2: I mean, I, I thought, but that's I remember when that happens, my heart breaks it hurt. It, yeah. it hurts. Yeah.
1: It really does hurt. Made me not like Sydney, also like disgraced the playground pyramid a little bit. <laughs> that is that true. shoeless Joe Jacksony. Yeah.
2: But that's what cons are all about. You gotta get to the long one.
1: How did you feel about Woody Harrelson being able to guard players of all shapes and sizes, including some six eight guys? I think Woody Harrelson. Like my favorite thing about the movie is that like just he's so much better than Sidney. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's 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 just go there. Let's just just go there. So by all counts, Wesley Snipes was a very good athlete who had no idea how to play basketball, and they taught him. And if you watch carefully, and this is my number one flaw of the movie, Rosie Perez getting too much usage being too, number two, he's not a basketball player. And the stuff that he's doing, like, first of all, here's how you know he's not a basketball player. Compare his game to a basketball player. What player would it be? Uh, I just compared Woody Harrelson uh, to Video game players. Stefan Marbury? Um, I don't know. Parishnikov. <laughs> yeah, know. I know. <laughs> like,
3: like, he like what he's doing is so theatric yeah. It's beautiful. That's why those slow mo shots work. Because I think that's it's, the only way they could shoot him yeah. it is in slow motion.
1: It's beautiful. Like he, but like they're he not, carries
2: every single dribble. Like not that you would call that. Marcus but, like,
1: Jansen must have been like, oh my god, guys, come on. Yeah. Like Come the, on. The, the, the. Yeah, he carries more the, than the, anyone. Like the exaggerated, like top of the key
3: fake bounce pass. Yeah. Like,
1: don't, they're beautiful. Or the, f- the the no look throw yeah. over the head. Woody looks oh, look like at this a- one? Yeah that, that, oh, yeah, that one's great. But Woody at that little Marco Bellinelli, little Zach Levine for Woody, somewhere yeah. in the middle of there. But Definitely a European game. The other side of it is, though, is that, like, Wesley Snipes looks
3: like the best basketball player I've ever seen. Like the, du- the way he
1: cares. Yeah, like the, hat. the,
3: the, the double tank top
1: yeah.
2: is like a look I'm still
1: trying Billy, to Billy
3: Woody's
2: like, Woody's fashion has gone on to influence generations of people to the extent that if you walk out to Silver Lake Los Fields right now, half of the population dresses like Billy Hoyle. Yeah. But Wesley snipes is so iconic and you not every no one can really pull off biker shorts, short shorts uh, two tank tops and a like a Lance Armstrong yeah. cyclist hat yeah. flipped it's, up.
1: He also pulled off "Always Bet on Black" as the passenger fifty-seven tagline, <laughs> which I really don't think more than two other actors could have pulled off with yeah. a straight face. And
3: I think maybe kept it for Blade.
2: Also,
1: <laughs> like, I would. Put, so you compare comparing to Eric Bledsoe? If Eric Bledsoe just lost his mind and started carrying and doing no look passes, but yeah, it and if same Eric same Bledsoe was shot
2: in slow motion and everybody <laughs> else was in, yeah. like it was like a Beastie Boys video where they like shot it yeah. in two different speeds, but also like
3: dressed like a member of. <laughs> like, like it's it, it is like one of the
1: most iconic looks. Like, it, could you could you go out dressed like Wesley Snipes in that movie? Not you, but just any human being. Could you go out in public and fit in without people staring at you twice? I feel like yes.
2: Yeah, you could. I I could not, but yes, you. No, you, not
1: you. you but yeah. I think you'd have to. I, I've heard I've heard a story that when
3: Ray Lewis used to go out to like clubs in Atlanta. Sometimes he would just wear, like, like, Under Armour, like, shorts and, like, a tank top. <laughs> and, like, if they ever gave him trouble, he would just give them a look like, you know, I have, like, you know. You, you you right know.
1: <laughs> and then, and, then, and they let him in. A word on the street is that uh, Colin Orkut, the head of video for The Ringer, dressed up as Billy Hoyle two Halloweens ago.
2: That's pretty amazing. Yes. Are you giving a documentation of this? Uh, All he Colin would have to do is wear a pair of shorts and an orange sweatshirt, yeah. though. You yeah. know, like... I want that parental advisory t-shirt that he has. Here's the thing I wanted to talk about, though, Bill, is the uh, scene, the the tournament. I wanted to talk about the the whole tournament sequence, but specifically their arrival and the, the scene that... Basically, where he's like, Are you like gets well, he tries to get Sydney mad? Where oh, Billy yeah. Hoyle tries to get Sydney mad.
1: Why does he do that? Did um, we ever figure it out?
2: Yeah, he's basically like, You need to get locked in, you need like you play better when you're angry. And he's like, You know, the greats always always play better when you're angry. And that's when he gets into like, I can hear Jimmy and he yes. starts yelling at at Sydney and like he's yelling at um, Dwayne Martin and his co cope like his, yeah, his, his teammates, yes, you know, but yeah. then. Cindy's just like, you gotta stop. You're gonna get them angry. And he's like, no, I'm gonna get you angry because you play better when you're angry. Yeah. And they start doing that. And that was like, so we were talking before about YouTube and putting the Yo Mama jokes up on there. That was back like when you could tell the power of a scene and like how funny or amazing it was was by how often you and your friends would basically just like reenact it in high school hallways. You're just yeah. like, we gotta just basically just do an improv Impromptu version of this white man can't jump scene, and we would do that for like all the movie scenes that we really loved, you yeah. know? Yeah, and that was like the only other one that got as much burn as that. Like, I can't even think, like, we're like Beverly Hills Cop or 48 hour scenes that were just so mind blowingly funny yeah. that you could, like, you had you only do them justice by like basically reenacting them.
3: It, my, my only, my only example is Chappelle.
2: Like, yeah. literally, yeah. Like,
3: like, you had to watch Chappelle because the next day, like, you'd have to know how to do an entire role We would do that too from, with the
2: Living Color, too. Yeah. Like, we were coming would on Monday. I still had moments like yeah. that. Yeah. The right but, like, from members. a movie, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's,
3: it's hard to think of, like, okay, like, we need four people to act out this entire yeah, scene. Yeah. And
2: you just would, like, just dudes screaming and pick up games every time they would hit a shot from 1992, to 1993. I can hear Jimmy. I can hear Jimmy. It's just, like, <laughs> I still, in my mind, can
1: hear that. You know what I would have loved? more of that tur- tournament unless Rosie Perez tournament goes by too fast all of a sudden we're in the finals against Dwayne Martin <laughs> who then runs it back two years later <laughs> and above the rim Dwayne Martin doing double duty has Dwayne Martin the become an
2: agent is that is that a thing is uh, that he's like an agent now am I making that up
1: he might be he's Will Smith's best friend is he still That's, that kind of became he became Will Smith's best friend let's just move on
3: um I will say I I, <laughs> I heard y'all talking about Kadim. <laughs> Uh, Kadeem,
1: yeah. Um,
3: What's Kadeem up to? I don't know. I think he. I, I saw him pop up on that show, Real House Husbands of Hollywood. No. Oh, oh, really? Kevin Hart. Really? Uh,
1: yeah. I but might have seen
2: twelve I, of I those. I will say. I'm just gonna do a Kadim IMDb one. Um, I think the Wayne
3: brothers what, took his corner. Wesley Snipes as Sidney Dean yeah. and Kadeem as Dwayne, like Dwayne Wayne. Like those are two of the most like iconic. Like black actor characters, like looks of all time, like yeah. the flip glasses.
2: Do you just get enough credit.
3: Like like he's a legend. Like I mean like th- those two, th- like that movie and that show. Like that's how I knew he's I kind of legendary.
1: That's how I knew I didn't have enough black people in my life growing up because you didn't watch they, world. No, when they spun it off, I liked it. And it was like, oh, nobody's watching that. And meanwhile, it's like this iconic show. Also, it's like not, not not nobody is that watching was that around, back then. It was like
2: 22 million people watched it.
1: More people watched people one people
2: episode of A Different World than yeah. like ever watched all of Girls put together at any time. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, nobody watched A Different World. What a I cult mean, hit. So, a, a,
3: a sophisticated take to always have is to, to like A Different World more than Cosby's show. It's, 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 it's a great. good take. It's, it's a, it's a safe nice take. Now, yeah. it's, it's, it's,
1: a, it's a good take to have. But even before all the, all the stuff. So I have a couple important questions. Yeah. Billy Hoyle Gamblers Anonymous probably would oh, have been a it's, bad it's, it's idea. Another for thing him, right? about this
2: movie that's tough, like I think, especially when you're young, is understanding the self destructive streak he has. Because yeah, it's I like. See,
1: I don't like that. I, I like when movies promote gambling, like in Hardball with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. When a big bet saves everything. I'd rather have gambling be <laughs> than being <the> positive. <laughs> I don't like when people lose stuff when they gamble, have to fake their What's deaths. the McConaughey?
2: Uh, two for the money. Two for the guy. He <laughs> yeah. gets the lines. We need yeah.
1: more positive gambling stories. So he definitely was a Hall of Fame bad gambler, but. Is Rosie Perez an alcoholic in this movie? Who drinks wine from the bottle? I thought it was vodka. But then she has a bottle of wine. She's just that's drinking. fine. No, no, that's fine. Okay, they're I'm living in like a motel she's sneaking in, Venice. in Venice. i mean, it's sneaking drinks for herself though. What are they trying to do with that? I mean, I think living with Billy Hoyle is probably stressful. It's stressful
2: studying all those almanacs for Jeopardy too, yeah, man. That's true.
1: Yeah. And when they moved to LA, they couldn't. Wouldn't that have been enough to get away from the the, the, Stucci, guys brothers? Yeah, I think that, the Stucci brothers? Yeah. the brothers are just gonna find her. I don't know. This is also like pre-GPS, pre-like yeah. looking
2: people up on the internet. It's like Rosie Perez on Twitter. Like I'm I'm just roller skating through Venice. Right. Is
1: studying right. for Jeopardy, <laughs> right. ge- geotagging. Yeah. So what did they just go to every? I guess they must have just like
2: court. gotten word that that's where they had that, run to. It felt kind of cartoonish. Yeah, it's it just like cartoonish. like in a
3: cartoon, like the 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 bad guys just are always chasing after you. But forever. that scene
2: though at the end where she's just like, if you gamble away my money, that's it. And he's just like, it's the last time, and he thinks she's gonna still be there, and she isn't. It's like that was a very adult thing to watch in 1992 for me. I was like, she wait, laughs. that
0: happens. Yeah. Skated away. Yeah. Let's take a. Quick break to talk about Lyft. They've been in the news lately. I started using Lyft after they made a deal with LAX. All you had to do is download the app and you can get a ride in minutes, 24-7, for less than the cost of a cap. That sounded great to me. Every Lyft driver is fully vetted through their 10-point safety standard, including criminal and DMV background checks. They're rated after every ride. Only the best. Stick around. And with Lyft, you can tip in the app which obviously leads to happier and better drivers. Nine out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect five-star rating from the passenger. It's also the highest-rated ride-sharing app. And it's your buddy if your car's in the shop, if you had one too many beverages, or if you're my wife and you ran over a pothole for the 200th time. People are actually getting rid of their cars and relying on Lyft to get around. And you know what? I don't blame them. So, hey, you might be excited to download Lyft this week for reasons that are in the news. I will let you Google them. Right now Lyft is offering our listeners a special deal. Get three free rides up to ten dollars each. That's up to a thirty dollar value when you enter promo code Bill Simmons. That happens to be my name. Download download the free Lyft app today, enter promo code Bill Simmons in the payment section. Three free rides up to $10 each. What do you have to lose? Try it out. Lyft. L Y F T. Back to the podcast. White Men Can't
1: Jump. Best title ever for a sports movie? Unconditionally. It's incredible. I was trying to think of a better one, and it's always like Rocky. No, Slapshot, Major the League. league the natural, great great major movies. League. Yeah. Eight
2: men out nice nice it's, movies like we'll not
1: Jump is an amazing title. And it's same, arguably one of the best movie titles ever. They don't
2: make movies and like there are like they they talk about that where like they they made that and they were like are people going to feel like this is too edgy and you know Ron Shelton talks about this where it's like the film studios weren't as conservative because they weren't as backed by like all these major financial conglomerates or yeah. like you know investment funds or whatever. So they could kind of take chances and that's why they went with you know Wesley Snipes instead of Denzel Washington, and Rosie Perez instead of Holly Hunter, and yeah, not Holly, I, Hunter. Holly Hunter as Gloria. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I know it would have been a different character. It would have been amazing if Holly Hunter just played the same character, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or played the
1: character from the piano.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: maybe that could still happen.
2: It's like a pretty edgy, you know, cast, and, and like just the fact that they called the movie "White Man Can't Jump" in 1992 was like. Everybody in my new was just like snapped to attention when we heard that. We be, were like, "What is called, this movie?" So, about? It
3: would not like it'd be called something so corny now. It would be called
2: like, like, like "Rules of the Game." Like, like, basketball's
1: like, like like basketball's a beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing that happened was all the foreigners that came into the NBA, more white guys from just basically everywhere—Europe, Russia, whatever. But like from eighty to ninety two, the white versus black NBA conversation was always a conversation. Sure. You know, a little like what we talked about earlier. And it it does feel like that was an edgier title than now it'd be like White Man Can't Jump, it'd be like, What are you talking about? Like and you could just list yeah. all these different things. What are you talking about? You guys the- have
2: never seen Mario Hazonia? Right?
3: <laughs> know, what if they made a football movie called uh, Black Man Can't Pass? <laughs>
1: that that would be your two thousand seventeen <laughs> <laughs> precious take. Of the person this about, about black quarterbacks, is this a,
2: a black guy in Texas just being like who shows up at a high school football well, do, game? He's like, I'm like the quarterback.
1: Would, would that be a hot take in 2017 when this movie came out? That white man can't jump is a, not yeah, a that's PC the problem. Title. It's like because we were. Why, just, you wouldn't say that about that. Like, I feel like somebody would write that piece. I just and we would mock. It. I think you know what the problem is:
2: is that white people got too much respect
1: in basketball now. I completely agree. That's, that was my point. Yeah, I I the completely completely the agree. Yeah. Back then it I agree. was like Larry Bird and nobody else yeah. had respect. Craig Maybe Elo. a little John Stockton yeah. Mark Price. Mark Price could shoot. And yeah. you know I
3: bet it's the most pissed about that white people got so much respect. Larry Bird. Larry Bird
2: definitely. Why do you Larry think Bird. Larry Bird's like, like God God drinking a case of cores right now? Just be like, you know what I had to do in the eighties to get this game? <laughs>
1: he was it was basically just him. So Wes uh Woody Dunk's they admit it was a nine and a half foot rim, yes, yeah, so my foot favorite
2: rim. part of Golian Op's oral history is the fact that it sounds like that set was large scale. Side bets and prop bets on people playing horse with them fitting some shooting of a movie inside like all like all out gambling addictions. Everything
1: mm. I've ever read about Woody Harrelson suggests that he's one of the most fun people to have in your life. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. and if you're on a movie set with him, it's just constant and even on chairs, they were like those guys were just drinking all the time and betting and I'm pretty sure just in like
3: the 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 majesty of Woody Harrelson, there's a David Blaine special. Oh. <laughs> where he's like doing a trick on Kanye and they pan the camera over and Woody, over Harrelson's, and Woody Harrelson's just there yeah. also. I'm like, I just want to know more. I always want to Woody know Woody Harrelson
2: more. also just like, every time Woody Harrelson is put into something, no one's ever just like, are we sure we need to, like when they cast Woody Harrelson in the Han Solo movie right. to be Han Solo's mentor, 99.9% approval rating. Nobody was like, are we sure Woody Harrelson could be Han Solo's mentor? It's like, no, that makes complete sense. 100%. So I mean, here, here's yeah. what
1: this led for Woody. Way Men Can't Jump, Indecent Proposal. I'll do anything. I don't remember that one. Cowboy Wake, uh, Natural Born Killers, Money Train. Money Train. Yes. It's a trilogy for Snipes and Harrelson if you go back to Wildcats. <laughs>
3: Kingpin. <laughs> That's in a box set. At, at, say, Carl, are you right a now? Kingpin fan?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Kingpin, People versus Larry Flint. I thought a sudden he's a major movie actor. I thought half those movies were McConaughey. I always get them confused. <laughs> yeah. I, still, I, I still get them confused. That's <laughs> the thing. If there's no McConaughey, it's like what, uh, what our friend Wesley Morris always used to call the market correction. Yeah, I McConaughey mean, took some Woody roles. Yeah. there's no question. But did they? Did they? Woody should have been in Dazed and Confused. But did they continue? But, to but let here's the genius exist?
2: of Woody Harrelson: is that they think they needed each other. Yeah, Woody Harrelson like just coasts. Like Woody Harrelson originally read for McConaughey's role in True Detective, and then when they were like, "Well, we're gonna get McConaughey," Woody was like, "He should play. He should play Russ Cole." And I should play the other guy. Like, it was like, I. It, he always knows exactly the level he needs to be he at, which is why he's really always successful. That's great. He never, like, outshoots. You know what I mean? Like, he always knows his range. He's like, I
3: don't want to be Katniss. Yeah, I just want to be. I want to be the old drunk dude. But that
2: guy got he got like <laughs> so paid, and everybody who worked on Hunger Games was like, "That dude is like my favorite person I've ever worked yeah, with." Right. And he wore a terrible wig and is like, "Go get him!" <laughs> Every for five movies is like, "You go out there, you do your thing."
1: Some really good No Country for Old Men Woody Harrelson. Oh my team. god,
2: like sixty-five seconds on screen. He's incredible. So it's,
1: here's Snipes. Snipes goes Major League. This is gonna get dark. Moe Better Blues. No, but it gets <laughs> New Jack City. Jungle Fever, Water Dance, White Man Can't Jump. He's really good at Water Dance. Year, water Dance is a good movie, in Pasture 57. So this is, we were talking about this so much. When lunch. did you say
3: Murder at 1600? Did I that remember? was after. No, <laughs> this is, the no, because we were talking about Classic.
1: the Black Actor Championship belt, yeah. which Eddie had from 82 to 89, basically, even if you count Harlem Nights, which mm. some people like. I, at the Trust me, at the time, nobody liked it. I now enjoy I think it. it's... Snipes basically from 89 on When's Boomerang? Boomerang was 92 I think 92, 93 but Snipes <laughs> grabs the belt and Snipes becomes and then all of a sudden Denzel comes in and we are talking about it we looked up Denzel's IMDb It's,
3: it's, like, it's once like once Malcolm X happens in 92 it's just like But then in 93 he just goes
1: Philadelphia Pelican brief Yeah and it's over. Yeah. And,
3: and, then, then, and then he's and like, and Snipes, Roberts, get off of me. I'm on jet every week. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: Snipes, and Snipes, for whatever reason, I mean, obviously he had some personal issues, but by the late 90s was out. Yeah. It was a little bit like what happened when it was like Keaton versus Hanks for a while, and then Michael Keaton just was Didn't, out. he like,
2: went to prison for He went for to prison taxi. for but tax evasion. But yeah. It was much later.
3: I think the thing about Snipes is that like he, like, he he had like a a lane at being like like a sexy man in his twenties, but like didn't have that lane in his thirties the way Denzel. He also chose well,
2: very specifically to actor. do, yeah. but,
0: uh, but yeah. yeah,
2: but to do action movies. I mean, Denzel never went full action. Wesley Snipes when he did Blade was like. This is great. I tr- like you basically. Like, sh- I don't know like why like, he chose to do this, but like that's an incredibly lucrative choice to make if you can become an action star for 15 years. Like, that's true. Hundreds of like so many people go see those movies. Whereas, like, you know, it's I like, don't the- know. I don't
3: like, know. Denzel's never done a summer blockbuster, by the way. It's my favorite thing about him. Never done one. If, if,
2: he's made, but he's made plenty of like thrillers. You know if, what oh I mean? Yeah. yeah.
1: If we bone Collector. <laughs> you, Ram owns the Bone Collector corner. <laughs> it's my, my only one. Anytime Bone Collector comes up, What's the one Uh Ricochet. Ricochet.
0: I liked Ricochet. That's my
1: my ideal Denzel mustache (laughs) from Ricochet. (laughs) I think Snipes should have had a better post-94 career. Yes. Like, I, I wish, like, he had...
2: I think Wesley Snipes would agree.
1: You know what would help? Like, just for two years, just join the cast of ER after Clooney leaves. Like, make a... Big market TV. That didn't move work for, for Makai Pfeiffer, really, but take all
3: those Morris Chestnut early roles. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Well that's the thing. He was too old to be in that kind of uh, Omar Epps, Morris Chestnut. Tay Diggs. He missed like the wood. He missed the wood era. Oh, and that true. would've that would've prolonged him for like he never did like the high school reunion yeah. movie or like he just uh, immediately he, went comes weird to with he, sci-fi. he made
2: like a pass at it, like of doing prestigious prestigious stuff in Brooklyn's Finest, which is sort of like the not it's like Ethan Hawke and Don Cheadle, Wesley Snipes and Richard Gere.
3: You're so right, though. He should have done like he should have just been one of those dudes that was on like
2: CSI for ten that's years. That's what I mean. Like, but that's like, not a so recipe for him being like the, the get the black actor championship belt. Is no, not well, being it was over because huh. then
1: Will Smith, yeah. Will Smith, and Denzel that yeah. exactly. was just, he just was talking over. about for the
2: good of the game. He should I'm, have I'm just been, saying, been pr- on to stay in the game. Yeah, to,
1: like stay in like he could have done CSI. He could have done ER season four to season six. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot I of I really things. like Wesley Snipes. I'm mad that he decided oh, yeah. to just disappear yeah. from my life as, can, you know. Can I, I don't even know if I believe what I'm about to say. Yeah.
3: But for a non, like, if you take out all the roles Denzel had of just him portraying other, like, famous black people, yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't know if he has, like, as iconic of a character as, can I tell you as, something? as
2: Nino Brown. You don't believe this. Wow. That's completely untrue. I love Nino Brown as like a character, but come on, man. But like, but like no no, I mean just like if you take away Malcolm X, I'm ta- and
3: Steve
1: Biko... All right, I'm going on the IMDb.
3: Like I, I I don't know, I don't know if I believe it, but like Nino like Nino <laughs>
1: Brown is like like a culturally like it's the character who, he wanted from American Gangster and it didn't happen. Yes, I guess I see what you're saying. I mean, Denzel's yeah. yeah. like I'm gonna take Nino Brown and I'm gonna. Be, everyone's like, why don't you play somebody like Nino Brown? It's like I'm gonna do American Gangster. Like Denzel no. has like twelve better roles like. But Denzel also had that run of being like a great actor in a bad movie. Yes. He still, is, yeah, he still does. He still f- does. That is my favorite Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> Man on Fire Denzel. Denzel. <laughs> yeah. What's the one with uh, Eva Mendes and Sana Latham? Oh, um, the one that's set in Miami? I love oh, that um,
2: one. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm going yeah. on as be now.
2: They were like eight in a row. It was incredible. Is this like you guys' third podcast about Denzel Washington today? Out of,
3: time. <laughs> Out of time.
1: Out of time. <laughs> <Out of> time. <laughs> we well, have training that Denzo and remember the Titans, Denzo. I disagree. I I I think he's been on the Nino Brown. Maybe I like that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't I didn't know you wouldn't put Man on Fire that that character. No,
3: because w- what's that character's name? Creasy. I don't remember that. You've just seen Man on Fire like 15 times. Like I. Wow.
2: Well, I love Man on Chris Fire. Fry I think I, I mean I think Chris and, and I are
1: starting a, a <laughs> kidnap hostage podcast. <laughs> Uh, it's, only, it's only two movies, but we're just yeah, going it. right. it's just it's just <laughs> proof of life. And of fire, fire.
2: But we're gonna do 150 episodes about it. <laughs> the first 63 are just about
1: David Caruso and Proof of Life. Oh, Crimson Tide! Man, Denzel's been in a lot of good movies. I mean, Crimson
2: Tide is incredible. Courage Under Fire is incredible. The Siege is incredible. Denzel is amazing no, in that movie. No,
3: I'm not. I'm not saying that Denzel's not incredible. I'm just saying. No, I, I know what like, you're saying. Like yeah. Nino Brown. Nino like, Brown is amazing. Is like. Uh, that's like a, an incredibly, like, but if like, me, like, me, me like pie, my outlive how much is, snipes, but, like, to I me, that.
2: Here's, here's my New Jack City power rankings Judd Nelson. <laughs> 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 Judd Nelson was so iconic in New Jack City, and I'm sorry. I know this is like ridiculous, but it, it's not, and it's not fair that a white man wins New Jack City. But Judd Nelson <laughs> this completely wins. The worst, this is the worst <laughs> take you ever had.
3: I thought that Judd Nelson,
2: Judd Nelson, had the comeback so far in front of Robert I'm, I'm Downey I'm Jr. Out of this
3: place. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm going back to New York right now. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. He Chris,
1: went with
0: Chris John, Rock. three. Judd Nelson.
1: Jen, Judd,
2: one. Bill Cobb. Okay. Five. Chris I, Rock. Ice T. Ice T. Dead <laughs> Wesley. Ben Wesley, Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes is fourth. Well, oh my god. It's funny,
1: like, he wasn't in the conversation for a few years, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And now it's like, he it's just like kind of. Can you imagine going around being
2: like Danny Aiello, one, do the right thing? <laughs> well, now it's like.
1: Wesley existence just kind of belongs to the 90s, which is like a weird legacy for he's him. He's very active on Twitter though. Yeah, no, I know he's still going <laughs> yeah. now, but like his body of work feels very 90s to me. Also, for New what, Jack City yeah. feels 90s. For what is worth like like Ice T's just been
3: steadily acting for yeah. 20 yeah. plus yeah. years, like yeah. like SVU is still like in these streets. Yeah. and and he's in every episode and I mean he's like it's amazing like yeah we're, no, we're, I were I, talking I, about Keenan like earlier, it's like Kenan, like yeah, he's got like sticking around for twenty years is like there's a value you should get that, that that should get you in some hall of fame some like something can so, I ask you
2: a question, yeah, do you think that Ron Shelton should have just kept making movies like this?
1: I think it's hard, yeah I think it's I the, love the origin story I don't of this thing like where you go next right? like he, he used tried to, to just play to the bone it didn't work, yeah, and he, he tried didn't work.
2: But Tin Cup.
1: Tin Cup to me worked.
2: Yeah. So he's got basically, he's got three that are perfect. What else can't white men do? (laughs) (laughs) Government. White men can't lead.
3: (laughs) Like like, like, I feel like he should have just kept with that thing. That should have been like a website or something.
1: Like, I don't know. Like I feel like he had a good formula. So it made 75 million bucks, which is a lot at the time. Yeah. And now they're talking about remaking it. Uh-huh. And I watched this under the lens of, should this movie be remade? Blake Griffin is involved. Kenya Barris is involved. That's just Michael B. Jordan's role, right? I mean. That's right. That's just his role. So this is,
3: He's like built like him. So
1: <laughs> I hate all remakes and instinctively I don't want them to happen. Then I watched this movie. It feels very 90s to me. The pop culture references are like Brady Bunch, Opie, Gomer Pyle, Godfather, Jeopardy, all stuff Jane that belongs Fonda, to another Dick, Jane Fonda, Dick Gregory,
2: yeah. All <laughs> stuff that belongs to
1: another era. And then the movie itself, like I could have used about 25% more basketball. Maybe there is a way to remake this and make it so more So you know modern. what they probably ha- have... I'm back in on the remake. You know what
2: point. they have to do to kind of like keep... Here's the thing. This movie comes out at not a time of innocence by any stretch of the imagination but prior to the LA riots, right? So, like, there's, like, a different... I think yep. there's a different mainstream pop cultural conversation about race relations, like, right before this movie comes out and yes. w- till like, after this movie comes out. Yep. So, they have to find something that is, like, the Woody going into Inglewood version of this movie. And I don't know what that is. TFA. Or it's, like, a black guy going into, like, rural America and playing basketball in, like, you know, Illinois or Indiana? Do you yeah. know what I mean? You have to like switch the settings up. What if it's Billy Hoyle Jr.? That's what they'll
1: probably Start do. By, for, yeah, uh, see, that's it, gonna. And it it's
3: Miles Teller.
2: Oh. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, get oh, right Sorry, I'm back in. So, if you told me right now, Kenyon Barris writing the remake uh-huh. and modernizing it, and MBJ is. The Wesley Snipes type of character. Yeah. I think I'm in. And I'm anti-remake. Completely in. I would 100% see it.
2: And love, you know it. that they have to get Wesley and Woody in there somewhere. Like they're playing in a seniors tournament or something like that. Yeah. Or they teach these guys. that They're not going to make it like a straight reboot. They'll, they'll have like characters from the old movie. We all
1: agree that even though it's 25 years and even though this movie still holds up and it's super watchable, it is dated. And there's a way to modernize it and make it make a new version of it that's fun. Like I, I didn't like the idea for
0: Creed. I just don't and even know like how, how do you I hustle? Like, I don't I don't you, how you
2: hustle people online. Like you con them and 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 you dox them and fish their emails yeah. and stuff like that? How would you even con somebody in real life now they' would to be like, "Hold up, let me Google you." Oh wait, look, there's this video of you dunking on someone. I know that you're good at basketball. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I just don't even know how like everybody is on tape. It's
3: like, like you paid for your followers. Yeah, like, exactly I don't
2: know.
1: Can I throw this at you? Yeah. Ryan Coogler directing? I mean, MBJ as the lead. That, that, I mean that's, that's the movie that just I mean it gets it's a tiny bit darker and better filmed and less like comedy kind of <laughs> with the soundtrack it's, <laughs> yeah, it's doing guitars it's kind of doing
2: banjos da, da, da. it's
3: cool that it
1: kind of does his thing to it and I think that's a really interesting movie yeah and I don't think it'll happen I mean
3: Black Panther's actually about white man is <laughs> the sequel
1: I watched uh, I watched Creed again yeah it's good, and it, we need to do a podcast about it soon. Okay, I'm it's, ready. I've seen it five times though. It's it's good. Yeah, it's really good, and I I'm ready to revisit the whether Moneyball was the best sports movie. So Creed is in the combo. Yeah, I think Creed's in the combo. He's great in it. Coogler's the the some of the scenes are just fantastic. The the three minute long same shot boxing scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's just incredible. And Jordan's so already good. Jordan's already swollen. He's diesel. He's they got to get all so of these can... roles
2: out of, out of him while he's still swollen. Yeah. I think Teller might still be swollen from Bleed for this.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, fix Teller. Could Teller. Could Teller play hoops? I don't know. I think could it... he be Billy Hoyle oh, Jr.? Willie Hoyle? Elgort. Elgort can dunk. <laughs> Elgort can dunk. Yeah, Elgort can play. I saw him miss
3: eight dunks once, but I saw him make the ninth. Yeah, because <laughs> I made fun of him
2: on Grandland, and he like tweeted at me, like, come to Brooklyn and I'll dunk
3: on
1: you, and he put amazing. a video of
2: himself dunking there.
1: Well, here's the other reason why this movie would work, out of many reasons you know, they load it with NBA cameos, right? Yeah. Yes. You'd have seven, like Westbrook's people would be like, Russ, I think this would help with your brand. Like if you're in this movie and one of the pickup guys and it will be, I would say 80% NBA guys would be the guys that they,
3: what if the against. first scene is at like the celebrity game
1: and oh ce- now we're ready right the movie for Katie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. This is <laughs> free. Never mind. Katie, Give us a consultant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I th- Do you I'm, think that I'm Matthias from the
2: Clippers will be in it?
1: Okay, equipment manager? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna imitate Robert. That's rude. That's rude. That's rude. I think Blake's still mad at me that I made an equipment manager tweet joke. That's fine. He's still holding against me. Alright, so Webman Can't Jump. Sports movie not a rom com. Oh yeah. Yeah. The nice last 40 minutes are a rom com. I you know, just hate to break it down. It's through. not but that comic. There's enough basketball in there. It's I like a rom sad. It it's like a
2: rom sad. Yeah. It's, a human, it's like Kramer versus Kramer at the end of there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like ordinary people. You're just like, what is happening? Memory's lives thanks?
1: are falling apart. Come back. Sure. I think we hit everything, right? Yeah. All right, good. White Man, chat. Remember Brown. Thank you. We'll Thank see you. You, uh, you want to plug any of your movies or anything? Uh, I don't have any new movies coming out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. For Rem, Rem? is starring in Logan.
1: Rem's new Netflix special premieres uh, February 15th. Yeah, uh, you can find me and Miles Teller in the, in the, in the remake of White Man Chris Ryan, uh, you can listen to him on The Watch and on the Sports Movie Hub Fame podcast. And you can hear my podcast, the Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, subscribe to all that stuff. We'll be back on Channel 33. What's the next one?
2: Gosh, I don't know. Do Should we, know we have yet? people submit them?
1: Yeah, I'm almost ready for a He Got Game conversation. I'm
2: I'm also very prepared for Creed, whatever you want.
1: Okay. The He Got Game, I'm ready to go just an hour on why Mila Djokovic is in the whole hooker subplot, why that had to happen, and the choice of soundtracks, but that's for another time. Thanks for listening to the Sports Movie Hall of Fame (laughs) podcast. Thanks to Jim Cunningham for producing it. Jim!
0: All right, that's it for the Sports Movie Hall of Fame, episode four. Wait, minute, can't jump. Don't forget you can get the first three episodes on the Channel 33 feed, that's where these are usually. In the meantime, thanks to Indochino, get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at indochino.com as long as that. as long as you enter BS at checkout. Thanks to Lyft, download the free Lyft app today and enter promo code Bill Simmons in the payment section for three free rides up to $10 each. Don't forget about the Ringer NFL show. Lots of good content there this week and hopefully I will be back on Friday with a new podcast. The mailbag is listed as doubtful for Friday. Only because I'm on a ton of medication. And it might be the weirdest, craziest mailbag I've ever written. And not in a good way. I'm I'm heavily medicated right now, just for the record. But hopefully there will be a podcast. I'll just cough all over Brian Curtis. I think Brian Curtis is going to come on. Um, But we'll see. Stay tuned. Wish me well. If you want a mailbag, send me good health vibes. And uh, we'll be back later in the week. Thanks.